world, including the Pacific Northwest, in the springtime are out hiking, yes. enjoying God's beautiful creation. And that's what we're talking about today on the Little Things Podcast. I'm Dan Bursch. And I'm Jesse Mendoza, and thank you for joining us today. Yeah, we uh, took our special trips to REI <laughs> and got our way too expensive way hiking too expensive equipment indeed. to go on a virtual podcast <laughs> edition of Hiking with Little Things Podcast. Yeah. So... Uh, is that what we're talking about today? Yes, we're talking about <laughs> hiking. Have you done any hiking in your lifetime? Oh, I have done so many hikes yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. You? Yes. So I had not done hiking. It seems like a lot of these things that I've been introduced to over the years, I was introduced to by you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember the first like real hiking experience I had was uh, when we went up to that place in Enumclaw. I don't even remember. Yes. High Point Lookout. Pikes Peak, I think. Or, or something like something that. Like We're that. just butchering this. Yes. <laughs> but it's out in Enumclaw. And uh, he just called me up one day. And he's like, uh, would you like to go uh, for a hike on a little hill? And so now my interpretation <laughs> of a little hill is like a little hill. <laughs> and so we get out there and it's this mountain. <laughs> it's not a mountain. <laughs> Now, to me, in my frame of how I uh, how we define mountains and hills, uh, to me it was a mountain. I did look it up after, and I said, "Oh, I guess it is indeed a hill." But uh, it was quite the hike, and I really enjoyed it. And since doing that, I think after we did it once, we went up, and it there was snow up top. I did it like three more times. I remember you saying that. Yes, and it's then stingy. I went back like three more times. I was much living much closer to that area back then. Um, but since then, I have done probably over 20 hikes, and I know that's relative to all the hikes and trails that's available to us here in the Pacific Northwest, especially, well, specific to the Washington area. But um, hiking, it's an excellent low-impact Workout. Well, depending on a hike you do, really. Yes. Um, because some are really hard. Like, I'd say my hardest hike, well, one of the hardest was Mount Sai. Okay. And I did not Little Sai, but I did Mount Sai. And I won't call their name, but I know someone who actually lost a few toenails on that hike and it was oh painful. Um, wow. But that is, it's a tough hike. It's a tough hike. So that's one of the harder hikes that I've done. But over the years, you know, um, as I was preparing for the podcast today, I found out that studies show that hiking offers multiple physical and mental benefits. You know, it helps you with things such as heart disease, hypertension, things such as diabetes, anxiety. There's these things called endorphins that's released by your body during a walk. And uh, that can lift your spirit. And I um, that's one of the things I've experienced on a hike. Now, the person, I've, I've done hiked with a few other uh, people, but I mostly hike with my wife from time to time. And uh, she loves to speak on the hike. And me, I'm just quiet because <laughs> I'm just like taking it all in and I'm meditating. And she's like, I was like, yes, we can talk, but I'm just taking all the beauty 
You're saying and there's more than one way to hike. Yes, there is more than one way to hike indeed. So yes. Well, I have two little girls. Well, mm-hmm. they're not as little anymore, but eight and 11. And we just went on a, a five mile hike over in Leavenworth. Oh, And cool. it was two and a half miles, pretty elevation gauges. Yeah. So switched back to all the way up. Oh, my God. Pretty intense. And. We heard a lot of uh, noise from our little ones on the two and a half miles up. The nice thing about that hike, though, was you kn- it was a up and back. So you knew that at the end of that two and a half miles, one, you were going to get the snacks that mom packed in the backpack. But then two, you're going downhill the rest mm-hmm. of the way. And which is always why I don't know if you've heard this, that the Grand Canyon uh, there's always having to do rescues. There's always the emergencies in the Grand Canyon because most hikes, even in your experience with hiking, if you think about it, most hikes, the first half is up, but then the second half or the easier half, yeah, uh, when you're tired and exhausted, dehydrated, hungry, is coming down. Where if you think about the Grand Canyon and everyone right now is having that aha moment that's listening or watching, the second half, when you're tired, <laughs> when you're exhausted, when you're dehydrated, Grand Canyon, it's you know, 10, 20 degrees hotter down at the bottom than it is even at the top all that sun exposure and now you have to do the hardest part of the hike the second half of the hike and so uh, when we went to the grand canyon actually recently with the with the girls uh we did not do that hike because <laughs> i can only imagine uh, in leavenworth that hike uh, which was uh called icicle ridge great hike if you're ever in the leavenworth washington area which is fun anyways it's like an old bavarian village uh supposed to look like an old Bavarian village. It's actually (laughs) not, uh, but the architecture is in that style. But if you go to this uh, hike, uh, the second half is easy. Grand Canyon, just remember, (laughs) if you're going down, you have to take that same trek back up. And again, the Grand Canyon's pretty grand. So uh, anyone going on that hike, just be forewarned. Yeah, no, totally. And that's the thing about it. Every hike you go up, you got to remember that you're coming back down. What kind of snacks do you take on your hikes? You know, so for oh. me, I usually do like PBJs. Mm. Uh, I might do a um, energy bar at times. I do bananas at times and lots of water always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you snack me, on? I Just due to my diet these days, uh, it's all protein, uh, some fruits, mm-hmm. you know, oranges, those types of things. And then... Uh, Salary, carrots, all those exciting types of things. Well, water, good. water's the the main gist of it. If I'm thirsty and hiking, it's just a miserable combination. And there's something about that feeling of if anyone knows what I'm talking about, dry mouth, mm. um, exhaustion, and and then you always see the rushing stream next to you on the hike. But then you remember how your mom told you, you know, not to drink snow water because it would give you the runs. And so, <laughs> so then you're thirsty, but you don't drink because you're also a rule follower. But then you're dehydrated, and it's just a miserable thing. So I always try to make sure I carry lots of water with me. That's good. You know, one of the interesting things about hiking is that I've always been afraid of heights. So hiking Mm. has been this thing that has helped me, in a sense, acclimate better. And you did the Mount Sai hike. Yes, I did. did. So, so if uh, 
I've, and I've taken some pictures like right on the edge, but over the years, the last couple of years, I'm new to this whole hiking experience, but over the last couple of years, I've been able to become more comfortable with being up high. Now, okay. I didn't have a problem like flying in a plane or anything like that, but like being on a tall ladder or on the top of a roof or on the edge of a roof or something like that, it, it always got me like I would get nauseated I would feel like dizzy and all of that stuff but with hiking it has really helped me with my perception of depth and all of that stuff and so that's been an interesting mm. thing that has happened for me um, with hiking I also just started back in the gym and the thing about so this past week I just got back in the gym because we're going through this pandemic and uh, my gym closed down and <laughs> I wasn't able to go into the gym. One of the things I've done uh, when I wasn't able to go to the gym was walks. So I'd walk around mm -hmm. my community at times, but hiking was also one of the things I would yes. do that allowed me to get outdoors and really uh, change my frame of mind in a sense, or if I just needed uh, to have a, some time out outside hiking and a lot of people were hiking over well, this past yeah, year yeah i was gonna say yeah. i think people are struggling there's a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. there's serious things uh like depression um just all of that stuff that's going on with the covid brain they they call it or the covid fog and i know that the hiking has been very popular we went to a hike again if you're in the seattle area you've maybe done this i'd recommend it called twin falls it's not a hard hike um probably around four miles maybe just under that but uh, it goes to a beautiful waterfall. But us and a quarter of Seattle all decided <laughs> to go on the same day uh, at, at the same time. And yeah, it was definitely busy. But you also just realized, or at least I realized, you know, everyone had the same thought. We got to get out of the house. We we got to get moving. We got to do the exercise. And hiking is not just uh, health, healthy, you know, for your brain, for your body, but also on the pocketbook mm. where a lot of things, even like if you're trying to find some enjoyment in life uh, in the way our society works, that means going to a restaurant or going uh, to an amusement park somewhere where you've left there spending $100, $200, even more than that. And as someone who cares about my budget, cares about finances. <laughs> One of the things I like about hiking is it, it takes a bit of time. It is good for my brain and my body, but it's also good for the pocketbook for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you get caught up in that REI mm -hmm. side of things. And, and I'll tell you, I just stay out of that store. When we were younger, when we first got married, <laughs> we had all these REI dreams, but then we started having kids realizing that that was not going to work. Uh, that that uh, did not fit our pay scale <laughs> so to speak i totally agree so i know all about that rei thing um i think the most expensive thing i've bought from rei was my shoes because i tend to do like longer day backpacking uh, okay. the longest i've done is probably 10 hours oh and uh and that was really fun i did that in Mont. Rainier and I did uh third borrows. I don't know if you've ever been up that side, but it was with the drive and everything, it was about that. I'd say in and out, it was probably I don't know, maybe about six, seven hours, something like that. 
Um, I really enjoyed that though. It put me like right in front of the mountain, but I do get this wow. thing about being in REI. So, um, they might say that I'm a fraud hiker and I say that I preface my next statement with that because like, I don't have winter gear for hiking because it's so expensive. I'm like, Oh no. So I hike from spring to ride a little bit just before winter. That's usually when I start hiking because yeah, it, it can get so expensive with hiking. But um, and for those of you, I mean, that's not a knock on those of you who are able to afford that and you're really invested in those type of things. Um, go for it. But uh, yeah, it doesn't fit my budget as well. <laughs> or listening today maybe aren't those more experienced hikers yeah someone maybe that doesn't do a lot of hiking or wishes they did more hiking um we have a book at home that has washington state trails and washington state hikes you will see the 16 mile option or the three day option but then they'll also give you the two mile or three mile option and i, I think for most of us it's the encouragement to just get out there and do something and, and go on a hike. Again, the worst thing you can do, I, I think, in any endeavor like exercise is that first day you're so ambitious, you go way over beyond yeah. what you should be doing. And then the experience isn't as positive as it should have been. And so then you don't do it again. And I would just say with hiking, you know, find a good two, three mile hike, get out there and then don't worry, you know, be careful even, you know, treat your body well and know your limits. Uh, we just were on a hike the other day that uh, took us by a fish hatchery uh, and over um, uh, kind of on by the Cascade Mountains. But what was nice about that hike is it was actually a bird watching hike. So it had interpretive signs uh, along the way, a, a nice uh, ability to know what birds were in the area and be able to see a stream alongside, but also in a way where our kids weren't griping and complaining and none of us were dehydrated that it was a positive experience that makes you want to go again and i would say that about hiking and any kind of activity in general uh, sometimes we set ourselves up for failure by doing too much uh, but there has to be that middle ground between not doing anything or climbing mount rainier <laughs> which is for some of us to say you know what Tomorrow, you know, on Saturday morning, we're going to get up early because even that can be hard at times when you've worked really hard during the week and you think about going on the hike, but you don't make it. But there, there would be that middle ground to say, no, nope, tomorrow we're going to get up early. We're going to go on a hike. We're going to bring the right gear, the right food, the right water, and uh, it's going to be doable, enjoyable sustainable and repeatable <laughs> something that we could do again yes that's so good i have found that getting out there early is very important especially well depending on how far you're going you know and um so at times usually when we're leaving out for a hike on the weekend we'll probably leave about 5 6 a.m i mean I just get up earlier too as well. But I love what you were saying about um, managing our expectations in a sense and pacing ourselves with hikes. Like the last hike I did, 
was at Discovery Park, and it wasn't like strenuous. Uh, it's an amazing area. There's a lighthouse out there, and I think it's a little bit over four miles, and uh, you can have pets on the trail. And uh, when you loop around, it's heavily trafficked as well. And uh, even in the season of COVID, they have bathrooms that's open, so that's always a nice thing as well, and they're very clean. But uh, when you loop around the lighthouse there's just this beautiful beach area where you could just sit and have lunch or uh, just have fun out there um, when I remember when we were out there uh, quite a number of people were out there that Saturday and um, it also offers a chance to see wildlife I didn't see any wildlife the only place I've seen wildlife is in my on my hikes in Mount Rainier so I've always wanted to see a bear out on a hike and I know that might be <laughs> that might they're like who are you? No one wants to see a bear, but I always just wanted to see a bear in its natural habitat. And I remember we went on this one, a hike, and I believe it was Spray Park. And we're going on the hike, and I just get the sense that something is off. And so we're walking along. We haven't passed anyone in a long time. And uh, it was closer to uh, winter. This was last year. And... Um, my wife asked me, she's like, why do you keep looking behind you? Why do you keep looking around? I told her I just sensed that something is in the area. And so we sit down to eat. And sure enough, uh, as we're sitting down to eat, we hear some guys up the trail a little bit more. They're hollering, bear, bear, bear. And I'm like, I want to go see the bear. And she's like, nope, we're packing up and we're heading down the next way. So that's probably, I haven't really seen any wildlife um, at Discovery Park. So and but I, you're looking for the beer. But I'm looking for the beer. I do carry bear spray. I'm not trying to agitate or aggravate the bear. I, I'm really not. I just wanted a good shot. I right, take a lot right. of pictures. And so I just wanted a good picture so I have of seen, a bear. I've seen a beer yeah? uh, on a trail before, actually. <laughs> and did you freak out? How far <laughs> yeah, away was I did. it? I, so um, there was an older couple in yeah. front of us. And they stopped and then we stopped. And then we didn't know what to do, but then they started going and we kind of, my wife and I, and we're not proud of this, but we're like, well, we can outrun. <laughs> we know we're faster than them. So if the, the, the beer gets them, uh, we will be able to um, escape and be okay. But that, that was a black bear, which we all know there's yeah. a difference between a black bear and a grizzly bear. A grizzly bear, man! If you have seen a grizzly bear, I would love to hear a story about that. That's just next level. Uh, we were in a, a national park called Glacier. If you ever okay. been Glacier, you'd love Glacier. It's you've been to Yellowstone now, I've and been Yellowstone's to Yellowstone. Amazing. Glacier's I've been also, to the Grand Tetons as well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I would just encourage you. There's a lot of grizzlies there. Uh, but the recommendation is to make sure you have groups of three or more. And part of that, I think, is you're making noise, you're talking to each other, because that's you don't want to catch a bear, you know, surprised or um, kind of come up on yeah. him without him knowing you're there. So you'll get caught on a So I don't too. think I really want to see one hiking. I'm, I'm good with seeing one from the car, you know, or something like that. But not hiking, that's, mm -hmm. that terrifies me. It's not enjoyable at all for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the bear that, was, that they saw was a black bear as well. It wasn't a grizzly. I, right. So 
We'll see. I, I, I like some of the tips you were talking about earlier. And so as we're bringing this to a close, I just wanted to reiterate one of the things that you said there that uh, start small and choose the right trail for your fitness level. It's also good to familiarize yourself with the trail and check the weather before you're going yeah. out. So um, a while back, we did Rattlesnake Ridge. Oh, you did. And I love that. Yeah. Didn't check the weather, just got dressed, was like just real pumped and excited to do it. And the sun was out when we left. When we got there, it was raining. When we got up top, it was snowing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we experienced it all in one day. And uh, I wasn't wearing the best of shoes. And I just came down so drenched. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, for and- anyone, uh, that's another great hike. Rattlesnake Ridge. Uh, for anyone that's wanting to go out and try this maybe for the first time, layering layering is uh, a key to it all. And layering by meaning that you have a light jacket or you have a sweatshirt that you can always remove layers or put on layers. But bring that backpack with you. Bring uh, you know the layers so that you're ready for all the different elements. Because yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're in the mountains, uh, weather changes so quickly or even the difference between the sun being behind the clouds or out from the clouds. And so make sure you have those layers so you have options as you go on your hike. Yep, they always say to pack the 10 essentials, ensure that you have them on your hike. I, uh, I've been on the trails for a couple of years now and often people are <laughs> packing the 10 essentials. I mean, I started out that way. I had a few people who were avid hikers. They were like, no, you got it. You better do it because you don't know what will happen mm-hmm. out there. So um, I've made steps to be safer about that. But uh, I also wanted... Uh, to end this session in a sense with uh, how God makes himself known through his creation and the things that he made. And for me, hiking is one of the ways whereby I'm able to see that in a very visible but also tangible way. And there is such beauty when you head out for a hike, you know. Um, And I just enjoy seeing his creation, which is one of the reasons why I am like meditative on my hikes and stuff like that. And it works for me, you know, like if I know we're going and talking, that's fine. But if we're talking on every hike, I might have to take some meditative periods on the hike itself. But uh, creation, um, I wrote something down here. I wrote that creation is constantly proclaiming the goodness of God, Mm. his power, his constancy, his divineness, his love for humanity. All we have to do is look to see it. It's there for us to discover. And uh, in the psalm, there's also a verse that speaks about the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. Their voice goes out into all the earth their words to the ends of the world. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I just think to go and actually see that view uh, like you did in Mount Rainier, uh, mm-hmm. to see uh, God's masterwork and handiwork, uh, masterpiece, sometimes takes some hard work to get there. And one of my life mottos, as you know, is do hard things, no excuses, no pity parties. And hiking is hard, but it's worth it. 
And at the end of the journey, usually there's the payoff. If you've been on one of these hikes, the payoff is the view. And the payoff is to enjoy the creation of God. And so don't let the journey keep you from uh, getting that payoff. And the verse I wanted to close with was Philippians 3. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He says, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And so even in our own lives, that journey sometimes is hard. But to press on, uh, to win the prize, uh, that it's worth it. There's a great payoff in the end. And uh, go out there and enjoy a hike. Yes, Stefano, let us know what hike you've uh, done recently or what hike we should try. Or let us know about uh, some wildlife that you saw while yeah, on If you've seen hike. a grizzly, yes. <laughs> let us know. Um, we'd, love, we'd love to see pictures even. Uh, email us at, at our email address. Yeah. So thank you for joining us today. Again, this is a Little Things Podcast. My name is Jesse Mendoza. Dan Burst. See you next time. We wanted to give a special shout out to Caleb Wilkins for our theme music. And yeah, you can find this podcast. We release a new one every Monday. You can find it on all your social platforms or wherever you listen. Uh, Look for the Little Things Podcast. My name is Jesse Mendoza and you are Dan Bursch. Like, share, follow.